Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I'm superstar Frank Morano, very pleased to be joined once again by uh, my friend and a frequent contributor to this program, producer, digital content creator, humorist, mom, all-around interesting person, Marlena Shivo. Marlena, welcome back. Oh, Frank, it's so good to be back with you. It's great to have you as back. As one of your last shows of this year. Well, we still got a lot of shows. We're going to be Friday. One of your Monday, last shows Wednesday. of this year. That's fair. Okay. Well, maybe we'll see you again before the year's out. Um, what, Hopefully uh, not. You're a mom of two, obviously. What do you guys do for Christmas? Um, so we are with my family and um, at my parents' house and then at my house on Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day at my house as well, because I'm the one with the kids. You do both Eve and Day. You host both. Uh, well, no, my mom, at my parents' house, they do Christmas Eve. Oh, I got you. Okay. Then we'll be at my house Christmas Eve. So we're doing Christmas Eve Eve this year, because Christmas Eve is too difficult for me to be anywhere, because driving on Christmas Eve to come back and then be Santa, all that stuff you know, it's is funny very, you very that difficult. Because you know, my um, my siblings and I recently had a siblings-only outing, which is pretty rare for us because, you know, we're all in couples and, you know, we have an ex- big, a big extended family. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's rare that it's just the four of us. Mm-hmm. Usually it's the four of us and someone else or it's just two of us or three of us. And all, all three of them, well, two of them in particular, were very upset that some of our relatives that come to Christmas Eve every year aren't coming. Now, these are relatives that live... An hour away. And, you know, I kind of get where they're coming from, that they have a lot going on right before that. They have a lot going on the next day. To make that hour-long drive on the holiday okay. late at night, I kind of get where they're okay. coming from. Okay, well, I've actually had this issue. I wasn't going to air it, but I will now. Okay. So for the past two years, I've boycotted Christmas Eve down at my parents' house because I said I would host it, but it's all nobody wants to drive to your house. And, and I and my argument was, but I have two young children who actually believe in Santa Claus. And, you know, it, it's really Christmas is for the kids. Right. Like you're all grown adults. You don't have to do what I do. Right. So because the year before, I'd say three years ago, I had to drive back from my parents house and it was 10 o'clock at night. And I had to rush the magic where I was like, put on your pajamas and yeah, here's the reindeer food. And they're exhausted because they're they're young, you know, and I said, I'm not doing this. So then no one wanted to come to my house. No one. This year I proposed Christmas Eve Eve because then all the big giant babies, my six, you know, like 60s and 70s, 70 year old relatives who seem, you know, can't seem to get out of their own way. have to be home on Christmas Eve for their grown children who are also on, at Christmas. I'm like, come to my house Saturday. And everybody agreed except for my brother, John, who's not married, who has no oh. kids. And he said, I don't want to make the drive up and back in one day. So I said, okay, well, then you could drive home with Uncle Anthony, you know, who also offered, yeah, we'll just drive you back. We're going to the same area. Reasonable. I don't want to drive with anybody else because I get car sick. I said, you could stay at my house. I prefer not to. I, I'm like, oh. 
so I now have to go down there. Oh boy! Uh, to do the Christmas Eve Eve idea that I initially proposed. So it, when I say I'll be at my house on Christmas Eve, it means I'll be at my parents' house on Christmas Eve Eve. We do the fishes and all the stuff. Then I'll wake up at my parents' house on Christmas Eve, and I will drive back. Okay. All right. And I'll be at my house all day. My parents will be there and what have you. All right. Well, that that sounds very uh, laborious. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, yeah. And boring. No. Well, no, it is. Boring. Hey, a um, couple of things here. One. Initially, uh, you were um, slated to come on this program two hours ago. Uh, no, I was not. Wh- I mean, I think you were. You wanted to change it last minute. Well, we so- had already discussed the fact that I was coming on at four. And then when we got here, you said, do you want to do the two o'clock hour? When was this discussion at and Eastern, Eastern Standard Time? Or, uh, when was this discussion that we had agreed on the fourth hour of the program? Um, I, he, you said it's, short, it's a shortened hour. And I said, okay, good. And I asked if Gnome was there. Is it going to come in? And then you said yes, but then you said no because he wasn't going to be here. But then you said Brian Killing Me comes on at 4.35. I'm like, okay, discussion over. All right. Well, it's not my recollection. It was very extensive discussion about uh, this hour. Fair fair enough. Okay. I was willing to maybe come on at 2. But the sheer exhaustion took over. Okay. I, get, I have I get been it. up since 4.30 yesterday. Uh, that's got to be tough. 4.30 a.m. Okay. I, I can't Eastern. imagine what that's like. All right. <laughs> Last time you were here, yeah. you uh, came out of the closet as the producer of the Andrew Cuomo podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> you you defended rather rather uh, bizarrely, I think, Andrew <laughs> Cuomo's contention that people weren't forced to wear masks during COVID. <laughs> no, I didn't. I know. just I, I didn't realize what planet I was on during that pandemic. Um, well, very interesting news this week. Andrew Cuomo's podcast is produced by. Quake Media. Now, this is a subscription podcast provider. Huge news all over the place that Laura Ingram, who was also doing a podcast for Quake Media, she is suing, basically saying that she's owed at least $919,660 from the network. Now, what's interesting about this is Quake has worked with a lot of high-profile hosts, Soledad O'Brien, Mike Huckabee, Pete Rose, Gretchen Carlson, and with all these people, it's like they start their podcast and then kind of goes away. It seemed to me that the podcast that Andrew Cuomo just posted the other day was kind of a farewell. And it looks to me if what any of Laura Ingram is alleging here is true— that this is sort of a fly-by-night operation that doesn't pay people, that maybe this is a common thread Hmm. among the Quake Media podcasters. Is there anything you could tell us at all about why the Andrew Cuomo podcast is ending and if it's at all related to what's going on with Laura Ingram? Um, So Quake is no longer Quake. I mean, it's gone at this point. Um, And as far as Laura Ingram's contract, I can't speak to that. I can't obviously speak to Andrew Cuomo's contract because that I not I would not be able to do that. But I can talk to you about my experience at Quick because tell me, I lay it on me. Am a free woman. Um, it 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 was dysfunctional from the start. the The owner of of the company is an absolute crook, and I hope that Laura Ingram draws every penny out of him because I have had and I am in the I am in the process of chasing him right now for my 
final pay, which is pennies compared to what Laura Ingram is after. And he plays these crazy games, right? Which I can't even get into because it's 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 so mind numbing. Um, he'll be like, oh, well, I went to the bank or I talked to the banker. Talk to the banker. What are you, Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> is this is this a wonderful life? Oh, Murray, I have to go to the bank, Murray. No, like just Venmo me. <laughs> it's that simple. He sent an email today. What's your Zell again? Is it your phone number? It's all a game. He, zelled, he has Zelled me five times in the past. Now you're asking me what my Zell is and you expect a straight answer from me? Like... Now, I spoke to a lawyer friend of ours tonight, um, and I have I, I'm sending I'm sending the guy a letter. It's done. Wow, I can't. Okay, I will sue him for a penny just to make a point. Well, I mean, maybe you and Laura Ingram can I don't know bring some sort of uh, class action. I'm not um, actually going to sue him, but I am going to I'm going to threaten him with a letter. All right. Well, that's that's big news. I think I, 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 you know, the thing that I wonder though is I mentioned all these very well known people, some very intelligent people. Why would all these stars keep working with this shyster who clearly? doesn't have a great track record of paying people what he promises. Well, I don't think anybody actually knows. Um, I don't think, I don't know if he had a reputation prior to this. I only came on this year to do Cuomo's podcast, knowing nothing of this company. He, this guy barely even hired me. It was just like, yeah, go. And he, he had some guy call me to say, okay, you're working. I mean, there was no paperwork. There was nothing. Um, and I, you know, then he tried to, like, tuck me down off of my rate. I was grossly underpaid for what I ended up doing, which, you know, um, <clears throat> it is what it is at this point. There's no no going backwards for that. Um, so this this is, I mean, it's a shame that, it, it, you know, all of this has gone up in flames. But um, I I have absolutely no sadness about never having to deal with wow. the guy that owns that company. My goodness. Wow. Um, there's a lot of concern out there about vocal fry and how ubiquitous it's become. I feel like I just did it. <laughs> did I end on lo- vocal fry? So g- give us a, give us another a vocal fry sample because I said if anybody can mimic vocal fry effectively, it would be you. Yeah. So it's kind of, it is kind of a Kardashian thing, mm-hmm. right? Like more so Courtney Kardashian. And I, and I actually watched this impersonator of the Kardashians on Instagram. She's very funny. She's very good. She 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 plays all of them, you know, mostly the the main 3. And she does Courtney Kardashian. So funny. She's like it's not organic. It's <laughs> is that organic? Um, <laughs> you know, just it's it so yeah what what do you want to know uh, no, about vocal fry? Well no, I was gonna, who are the main Kardashians? So you got Kim, yeah, you Kim, you've got Chloe and Courtney. Courtney got it. Yeah. Okay, those are the main Kardashians. And then right. the other ones are Jenners, right? Oh no, then, then there's Rob. I, we always I always forget about everybody that guy. Does. <laughs> everybody does. So does uh, so does so do his parents actually. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I was talking earlier about how I have opted in to get the DVDs from SAG AFTRA. And you're a member of the Writers Guild. You have shared years ago, not in a while, honestly, some of these DVDs for Academy Award nominated films with with me at my at my request. But this year, you said you didn't want to discuss any of the SAG <laughs> after screeners. Why? What's the big deal about discussing the 
Because I'm never caught up, so it's not going to be a whole discussion. I I receive them around this time of year, and they stack. And I don't even, like, read them. I literally open them just to get the envelope in the trash, and then I, like, stack them up. And then, you know what I end up doing? I never watch them. I don't have a DVD player. So there's always – I get the email with the option for the digital copy, whatever. I don't know why they don't just do that 360. I don't know why some still send the DVDs. Uh They've definitely – diminished in numbers like now i will get more notifications of what i can log on to to see these screeners rather than the dvds but i still have i have a a small stack of dvds at home and my kids (laughs) they know what they are they take them out of the the sleeves and then they they scratch them and then throw them out well right that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to do it so Um, they like that they like that they get to scratch them (laughs) but see my the letter i got said that it was going to be all digital unless i opted in for the dvds which i did i want to opt in for those i didn't see an (laughs) opt-in option or an opt-out option i can't say i read all the writers guild emails that closely especially not the ones when they were striking um your children do not have any pets correct that is correct. How come? Because we have elves. You have elves? Year-round <laughs> <No>. elves? <laughs> no, no. Um, you don't do the elf yet because he doesn't know what it is, right? Yeah, is that the elf on a shelf? Yeah. We're against that. We don't, we don't, we don't like the... You're the, against it. Who's yeah. against the elf on the shelf? Well, you, because, so follow me if, if I have this correct. So the, the premise of the elf on the shelf is that it's always spying on you to determine whether or not you're behaving or not. And then it gets it gets moved while you're asleep, or or it just it goes moves back. It's supposed to go back to the North Pole every night and report back to Santa, and then come back. But we don't actually follow that narrative that uh-huh. closely. It's more about them finding it. Do you ever go to Trader Joe's? Let's put it that I, way. I I have been to Trader Joe's. Okay, yeah. and have you ever had this moment where they tell you if you find the lobster? Your kid's going to get a, some stickers or I don't know um, what they get. But I, I've not experienced that. Yeah. So they do. They hide the lobster around the store and like it's the same thing. The kids wake up and they're so excited. It's almost the best time of year to send your kids to school because they can't wait to get downstairs to see where the elves are. My elves, I have several, several, <laughs> and um, they... Uh, sometimes they bring gifts. So they bring the advent calendar. Like this week, the one elf brought popcorn back. Like, it's fun for them. It's like Christmas all month. Yeah, I, I just don't like, um, I don't like the the idea of the elf spying on the, on the kid. I, I, I just. Uh, well, you don't have to stress that narrative. Okay, all well, you have to do is buy an elf and have some cheer. Well, a lot of people say it's not healthy for children. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, a lot of experts say oh, this. You, so. you. That's fine. I mean, I would like to know who these experts are. <laughs> you dodged my question about a pet, though. Why don't? Oh, you I'm sorry, a pet. a pet. I, I didn't. I just was very emphatic about my my elf. Um, my elf on the shelf. By the way, if people have a strong opinion on the elf on a shelf, one way or another, I'd love to hear your view on that. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Okay. I don't have pets because I don't want the work. I don't want the bill. I don't want to bury a pet. Like I don't want the whole thing. I'm not a fan of cats, no offense. I know you have 700 of them. Um, I don't like the, the the dirt that comes along with them because I'm very, very clean, and I don't like the hair. Um, and, yeah, I just don't want to be bothered. I don't want to walk a dog every day. I don't want to clean it up. Did you grow up. up with a pet? No, I did not. Uh-huh. You think that's the factor? I think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that, that's why you're so angry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you grow up I am that. not angry. No, I, you're not. I'm I am. Um, I am enthusiastic. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. One of the things, uh, one of the games that I enjoy um, playing with my wife from time to time. Oh, that I, I don't want to hear about radio, this right now. It's been a long night. Is a game that we play. Call and it began when I mentioned Lamar Alexander one time. Do you know who Lamar Alexander is? I don't think so. No, we take a guess. What do you think he is? Basketball player, okay. So, up until a couple of years ago, he was a U.S. senator, and so (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. Wait, so um, one time, this is a few years ago, I'm making conversation with my wife and I mentioned Lamar Alexander. And I'm talking about, I don't remember what. We were talking about the Kardashians. She was married to Lamar Odom. Right, right, exactly. So I mentioned Lamar Alexander doing something on a filibuster or something. And my wife stops me and she says, wait a minute. I thought Lamar Alexander was a basketball player. Oh, wow. So, and someone else said the same thing. That they, for whatever reason, people I think confuse Lamar Alexander and Lamar Odom. It's like John Edwards and John Edward. Every time we talk about talking with the dead... There's someone that insists that there's a former North Carolina senator that speaks regularly with the dead when that's not the case. So we concocted this game called Senator or Basketball Player. Oh, right? interesting. And I, I I did this with my wife one time. I'm not going to do this with you now. Where I just named 10 senators. They were all senators. And I asked her if they were senator or basketball player. And she was about 50-50. That's okay. How. So can I play this with you, senator or basketball player? Sure. We'll see how well you do, Okay. So I'm going to give you, if Marlena gets it right, give, get her like a, a, a correct sound effect. or an, uh, Okay, so the following entities are either senators or basketball players. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Devin Booker. Well, that wouldn't be. So I'm thinking of Cory Booker, who's a senator. So I, I'll say he's, Devin's a basketball player. That is correct. All right, you're one for one. Okay. Chris Paul. Basketball player. Very good. Two for two. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns. Basketball. <laughs> You're batting a thousand here. This is not as exciting a game as I thought it would be. Alex Padilla. Uh, senator. <laughs> this is outstanding. I should go to Atlantic City. <laughs> ben Sass. Basketball player. Senator. Uh, <laughs> he is a senator. We'll, we'll, we'll do one more. Of uh, We'll do one more because you, you're doing really well here. Okay. Bradley Beal. Basketball player. And finally, we now this one. Damian Lillard. Senator. Uh, okay, you only got two wrong. I, I mean, that's a pretty fun game, right? I think we can make that even a regular feature, senator or basketball player. All right, speaking of categories, Marlena, um, we're getting into the year-end mm-hmm. show stuff, right? So we're going to have everybody that's been a listener of the week on the show vote 
on the best or worst blank of the year from this show. <laughs> okay. What categories do you think we should include that would be fun? And you don't have to come up with them all now, but you're you're kind of creative. Do any immediately jump off, you know, off the 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 page for you? What the 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 worst? Is that what you said or the worst, best? Worst, best, whatever. The the uh, worst interview of the year, the best guest of the year, the best Frank story of the year, the most embarrassing moment of the year, the least favorite staff member of the year. Oh, any anything? Any suggestions for categories that I can I can come up with that the jury of listeners will then vote on? Mm, um, you can uh, you can I guess like I don't know denunciations. Okay, the that's best, good. The best, best enunciation. Best enunciation of a of a person. Okay, I like that. Okay, um, all right. We'll give that one some thought. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's like a lot. I don't it know. is. A you lot. talk okay. a lot, and like I, I can't imagine. I mean, there could be a million categories. I could tell you though. There's a guy named Peter out there who, every time I come on, he stops listening. Apparently, when you give the audience a head up, <laughs> heads up that I'm coming on, so he will definitely vote worst guest of the. Of the show or of the year will be Marlena Shaibo. Well, he's not he's not um, qualified because he's never been. I don't believe anyway. Listener of the week, so he's he's out. Oh, I I didn't I forgot that part of the. Have you ever been to the New Jersey Pizzeria Coniglio's? No, where is that located? It's located in uh, Morristown. Morristown. No. So I've never been there either, but I know the the owner of this place. Nino Coniglio, he's been a guest on the show. He is uh, a he's the most knowledgeable person on pizza I've ever spoken to. He he was one of the fathers of Williamsburg Pizza, which is just great. And he's now, and I, I know this guy, we're we're pretty friendly. He's now in the midst of this controversy because the Giants quarterback, Tommy DeVito, uh-huh. is in this feud uh-huh. with C- the Coniglios. And there was this there was this autograph signing that had went terribly wrong. So there was this situation where Coniglio's advertised an appearance by Tommy DeVito, the Giants quarterback, at his restaurants, at his restaurant. But then they canceled after Tommy DeVito, after they said that DeVito's agent, Sean Stellato, doubled the previously agreed upon appearance fee for two hours and 250 autographs from $10,000 to $20,000 in response to the Giants quarterback shining moment when they beat the Packers. So the agent was, they finally had this sit down Mm -hmm. and the agent was noticeably absent and it later became clear that he's been replaced as DeVito's marketing representative. Now, here is what the agent told, I believe it was Fox News on this front yesterday. Our relationship is as good as it's ever been. Uh, Tommy knows that I have his intentions at heart on and off the field, uh, 24-7, 365. And uh, we've got a great relationship. Obviously, he's come a far, a long way. And um, it's been a treat to watch him evolve. And uh, we're both laser focused right now. So DeVito visited the pizzeria. He met Nino's 11-month-old baby girl. I didn't know until reading this New York Post article that he had an 11-month-old. I owe him a, a phone call or a congratulations. And now he's going to he had such a good time he's going to return to the restaurant at a date in January to work 30 minutes behind the counter and sign 100 autographs. This is a long tail. What do you make of this? What do you make of this Tommy DeVito situation? Do you buy what Nino was saying that they doubled the fee and do you think this is what resulted in the agent kind of going you know, leaving Tommy DeVito. I, I, 
you know what? I, I mean, I know you're seriously asking me this question, but like, I don't know. And I have like zero t- to none to no interest okay, in fair any enough. of anything having to do with football. All right. We, well, and the only the only connection to Tommy DeVito is my across the street neighbor who I'm having a uh, a Christmas decor war with a, a, a foe de- Christmas decor war with. Her maiden name is DeVito and her son's name is Tommy. Oh, actually, her father's name was Thomas DeVito. Well, that's weird. Yeah, and right. I, that's the only thing I know about Tommy DeVito. All right. Well, you should check out this pizza place. I, um, I, think it's... I don't live near that town, but um, I will take it into consideration for the duration of this segment. Thank you. All right. Now, we all know the uh, classic poem, The Night Before Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have John Gambling read it on our Christmas show every year. He does a great job. We're going to do the same thing this year, God willing. Um, you have come up with sort of a unique take on Twas the Night Before Christmas, have you not? I have. I have um, I have made my own rendition, catered it to New York oh. and WABC Radio oh. as well. well when, that's our flagship station for people listening around the country. Great radio station. Yeah. So um, I'm going to read it to you now. What do you say? Um, I, I say Absolutely. <laughs> Your reaction is almost like my Tommy DeVito reaction. <laughs> You're like, well, I guess I have to hear it. I am, like, not loving that situation, by the way. There's something about the lighting in here. All right. So, you ready? I'm ready. All right. I wish I could read it without my glasses, but I cannot. Let's see. I can't. If wishes were horses, then beggars would ride. Oh, God. Okay. Twas the night, night, night before Christmas, because it's tonight. Right, right. And all through the city... New Yorkers were socializing. They were buzzed. They were giddy. Some holiday cheer to escape all the stress. The reality that New York City is an absolute mess. Mm. Budget cuts, violent crime, and the Fed investigating Eric Adams. um, And the Fed investigating Eric Adams. Opponents chanting, oh my God, I'm starting over. Oh boy. (laughs) No, I'm not going to start completely over. Yes, I am. Twas the night, 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 night before Christmas. And all through the city, New Yorkers were socializing, they were buzzed, and they were giddy. Some holiday cheer to to escape all the stress, the reality that New York City is an absolute mess. Budget cuts, violent crime, and the Fed investigating Eric Adams, opponents chanting off with his head. Now it's time to hail a taxi as we finish our nightcap. Frank preps the show, I shut my eyes for a nap. Then into the studio, he flew like a flash. I make a note of some talking points, my signature boulder dash. <laughs> Frank likes to opine and debate things that matter. And I say things like, can Chris Christie get any fatter? <laughs> Discussing Kathy Hochul is also a treasure trove. For she is the Grinch who stole your gas stove. And what to my sleepy eyes should appear... The morning show crew soon will be here. Sid Rosenberg in a tailored suit, his face in auburn red. Curtis Lewa with a beret glued to his head. Down to the streets, pro- down on the streets, protesters are ready to brawl. Curtis stops to yell at migrants, saying, "Dash away, dash away, dash away, all." <laughs> Back to Staten Island, Frank takes off in a flurry. 
Hey, Frank, congestion, congestion pricing is coming for you, even if you hurry. <laughs> the new year is upon us, but resolutions I never make. Because I say choices are just choices. No need to brand them a mistake. Frank, this time, this is the last time I will see you in 2023. Election season is coming. Who will the president be? God help us. For now, I bid you Merry Christmas before we end this night, and I will see you next year to fight the good fight. I, I don't think Clement Moore could have done a better job if he was writing about the radio station. <laughs> I think that's very, very good. All right. Stick around, if you would. Uh, James Flippin and Brian Kilmeade are here. They're going to bring us some news. Uh, Marlena Schiavo's here. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.